WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started, we would let you know that this episode and every episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our amazing listeners and our amazing supporters over on Patreon. If you love this show and you want to hit the new year off right supporting something, uh, the best way to support us is to go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out all the cool reward tiers we have over there. Maybe we'll even update some. Maybe you're like, actually, Tyler, I just checked. Well, check again. Maybe there's something new. You don't know. I don't know. Maybe there is. Anyway, check it out. Uh, help us out. We've had a bunch of new patrons lately. If you recently pledged, thank you so, so much. If you've been there for a long time, thank you so, so much. Otherwise, thank you for pledging. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here and being a part of my life. Let's go on with the show. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edge Hill. And today we're plugged in. Or maybe we're just going to see the Oracle. So run from the agents. And get out of there. Because today we're bringing you The Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix. Matrix was directed by the Wachowskis. Came out on March 31st, 1999, which a lot of people don't know is my mom's birthday. Not the 1999 part, but the March 31st part. Uh, that was 8,308 days ago. $63 million budget. Uh, $466.6 million at the box office. That's worldwide. Uh, 88% critic rating, 85% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 73 on Metacritic. Ethan, what did you think of The Matrix, or what did a professional think? What do you, what, what do you want to say about The Matrix? Well, I, I've got a professional negative review here from Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader. And Jonathan Rosenbaum says, There's not much humor to keep it all life-sized, and by the final stretch, it's become bloated, mechanical, and tiresome. Tyler, do you have a professional positive review for me of The Matrix? I do. Uh, uh, I've got David Denby of The New Yorker. Uh, back in 2013, David Denby says, This movie is nonsense. But it does achieve a brazenly chic high style. Black on black, airborne, spasmodic. Spasmodic? Spas... Spasmodic at Yahoo. Spas... No, 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 no. That's what that guy says. He's at the New Yorker. Um, First time watching The Matrix since when? When did you last watch? Um, Probably... Uh, twenty since we lived in port is when we last watched it or when I last watched it when you and I last watched it together yeah so I would say college times college times 2013 to 2015 oh do I remember the college I remember the important stuff um real quick yeah because I bought the whole matrix collection including the animatrix on DVD from Walmart from the five dollar bin can I show you something that I think you'll appreciate shirt hey that's cool uh, hey it's got leather patches on the arms shirt. listener yeah just want uh, to sh- that's a cool shirt you. tyler's got a cool shirt on imagine let me paint you a word picture imagine a cool shirt no but like plaid not not whatever you just did yeah but like a cool plaid like a like a neat like a modern dark plaid with elbow patches. Something, something mm, you probably would Different have color. Up. Different color elbow patches. Yeah, that's it. That's You're 90% of the way there. It'll get you there. Tyler, did, did you like The Matrix? I did, yeah. Um, I So, Matrix. Quantify. Is, let's get very, uh, like, literally binary with it here. Uh, is The Matrix a one? Yeah, I think you have to see The Matrix. Cool. Uh, on a less binary scale, uh, what would you give The Matrix? Um, okay. I love The Matrix. It, it, it holds a place in my film student heart. It, like, I was a freshman guy in a dorm room that had already seen The Matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it'll always I, Yeah, have... I went to college having already seen The Matrix. Yeah, so... It'll always hold a special place in my heart. That being said, this time around, wasn't what I always loved it to be. I'm going to come in still pretty strong at a 78. 
78. Okay. Um, man, here's the real thing is I don't want to like, I don't agree with Jonathan Rosenbaum's Chicago reader, but go, like watching the first hour of this movie, I was like, this is a, this is a hundred percenter all day. And then by the time the movie was over, I was like, this is an 85 percenter all day. This is, this I got, is, I got real, real bored somewhere there in the middle. This is a lot of concept. Yeah. For got real a bored there somewhere in for, the for a mutiny plot. I think what lost me is in 1999 up through 2015 when we watched in college, this was like a thought experiment of like, oh, like, and I feel like there was so much to be revealed every time I went through it. It was 85 year score, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's so much to be revealed. Like there's little details I picked up every time. And like, I remember being a kid and watching this and not understanding that they were like, like, I didn't understand Morpheus' speech about them being unplugged. So, like, when that all made sense, it was exciting. I've seen this movie a ton. Yeah, same. Um, and I'll say this time around, it's almost like the script has flipped. This has inspired so much fiction. Sure. In ways that I didn't expect. Yeah. Watching this, I was reminded of... Ready Player One, big time. The entire Infinity Saga. Wait, tell me that. Well, Thanos' whole thing is to delete half the population so that humans can prosper. Well, Agent Smith doesn't want them to prosper. He wants them to all be gone. Right, but it's the, the same concept of humanity as a virus or cancer destroying the universe. And that yes. there needs to be a cure, and I am that cure. And I am that cure. I am yeah. inevitable. Right, like, it yeah. is... And and the problem is, is it's not cute anymore the way it used to be either, right? Because now, like, humanity kind of sucks, just as a whole. Well, like, I think humanity probably sucked then, too, right? But, like... No, I had a lot more faith in humanity, and I think the world had a lot more faith in itself back in 1999. I would agree with that, yeah. Um, And I, I don't want to get, like, all sad and... and woe is the world as we discuss this no but uh, like i think it is it is aged very interestingly well in that regard of like I, yeah so i think agent smith had like an outlandish nihilist perspective in 1999 and now when you watch it you're like i know if i t- more here's the people thing people than i have fingers that here's believe the what thing. this man believes if i in 1999 if i went around being like yo humanity is a virus people be like whoa, we don't talk about humanity that way. We are sacred creatures. And then I could go on Twitter right now and tweet humanity is a virus. And people would be like, am I right? Right? Yes. Simply the fact that I can tweet that is like part of the thing, right? Yeah. But yeah, I could tweet right now, humanity is a virus. And and the entirety of Gen Z would be like, so right. Slay King. Valid. Whatever you, whatever the, whatever the Zoomers say now, I can't keep up with it. It's yeah, not cap. That's for sure. The, the zeitgeist is too quick. Chair emoji. People be like, yeah, I see no cap. What? There's no cap. Oh, yes. Correct. There yeah. is no cap. Um, And I think that that's challenging. Like, I don't know that. And maybe I was seven in 1999 and, and an optimist. I could be wrong. I don't know what like the hacker community was like back then. I know people now who I think would have been that then, if that makes sense. Well, the thing is with 1999 is, specifically when this movie was made and, and released, is Y2K had not happened yet. And there were- Neither 9-11. There were people that legitimately, well, that has nothing to do with hackers. No, but it does, like there's some, like multiple times in this movie- do flying things fly into buildings, which I thought was like, yeah, I mean, I don't think you would, I don't think sure. you would do that if you made this in 2002. Sure. If you made this in 2002, no, but if you made it in 2007, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Y2K had not happened yet. Just the point I was making. Um, and pe- like people legitimately thought that the computers were going to end the world that minute, like at the end of 1999. Right. Right. There were legit, there was legitimate human fear that the computers were going to take over the world right at that moment. Not the even way, but just like shut down and destroy everything. The way the Wachowskis, ima- or the Wachowskis imagine, uh, like, it is so wild imagine. to me that you, a person uh, of of Polish descent, would look at that word and and say it's Wachowski. I could have swore I heard an interview with that. With I mean, it might be said. if you think that I, that's but like the case, I could be so wrong. If you're backing it up with something, wrong. then I'm fine with it. But like, the, I would never look at that word and think w- Wachowski. Wachowski. I, so this is fun. So my my mother's maiden name is Weinman. Ah, uh, and for like years 
years, we were like, well, Weinman's not Polish, but what is it? As though it's not like the most German word ever. Yeah. Weinman. Weinman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's German. I don't Maria von Weinman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. It was the Wachowskis, the way that they imagine like the futuristic idea of connecting to the internet still involving like rotary phones and pay phones. And that's going to be this like haven of getting out. And, you know, it's all connected to what connects us. Like, I think it's very smart and it's very clever, but that's just not my fear right now about yeah. the internet. Like, I guess the metaverse thing, right? Like, that's that's where we're at is like Mark wants us to live in the metaverse. Right. That's and, his long term goal. Right. And and Boston Dynamics is constantly like just like teasing their robots, like pushing them over and kicking right. them and stuff <laughs> like on the internet. And they're like posting right. videos and be like, LOL, look at this robot. Look at this dumb robot. Look what we did. Look what we made it do. Right. Oh, um, God. You know. <laughs> Every time that they post one of those videos, I'm like, this is a little bit too, it's a little bit too every sci-fi for me. Yeah. Like Isaac Asimov is not happy with you, Boston Dynamics. (laughs) You're breaking Um, some of the laws here. But so, yeah, I don't, I I love, I love the thought experiment that this, this movie provides. We had some listener reviews that I wanted to bring up because uh, I expected this to be, I will say this, the reception from our listeners was not what I expected. Okay. Uh, Let me log in discord here and get some listener reviews well and this is the thing is it, it it has the matrix has so nicely you know it is it has nicely evolved since it was made from like kind of cerebral type dude bro movie not even cerebral but like kind of like quasi deep dude bro movie into like mm-hmm. great late 90s period piece that's yeah. a real thinker a real nice thought experience experiment made by two trans women that, and like but there's a lot of dialogue in the movie you know, the government's just constantly referring to Neo by a name that he does not choose. Yeah. And like it, you view it through the 2021 lens and it's all just packed in there. And you're like, wow, oh, this is, yeah. there are layers here that we were not equipped to understand in any way in 1999. No. And, and even, even just in the last, like, you know, since I watched it the last time. Right. Yeah. And it's down to like the way that we view ourselves and it's a surprisingly diverse group like yeah. i don't know like yeah like tank and and dozer are not white uh, like the, the only other white dude in the well there's a few white dudes in the crew they're all like kind of skeevy in some way like yeah. mouse is like a perverted computer programmer and cypher is obviously the villain and smith is the villain and neo is well he's neo right i mean he's jesus he's not the villain but yeah, I want to read some listener reviews. Go for it. Um, Liam 2.0 on Discord says, 56 out of 100, the visual effects don't hold up, the blatant metaphors don't hold up, the acting doesn't hold up, and therefore the movie doesn't hold up, which is a very negative score. Yeah, I like. I, I actually, there were some effects definitely where I was like, okay. Like anytime the, anytime the agents do anything, like take over somebody or whatever, like that effect is horrendous. Oh, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, really? I, no, you're, Tyler, I, you're- see, Categorically I'm, incorrect about that, but I bet I am. But I just I don't know. I just watch it. And I'm just like, ooh, here we are now. I it's like to me, it's the same I, thing as in in White Christmas when they when they end up on a soundstage instead of in the you know what I'm saying. Like it's like it's oh it's just part of the period. It's I don't know. To me, it, it didn't take anything away from me. I mean, I that's fine. Like, but I that I'm getting tired of that as a viewpoint in society. Like, I think things are allowed to age poorly, and and we're getting so into this like you can't be critical in any way, like of anything that people like, right? Like, you can't criticize a Disney movie at all anymore in any single way whatsoever for any reason, or people will literally crucify you. Um, so like, I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing out the fact that the visual effects have not aged particularly well, especially for a movie that was like again one of those movies that was heralded as. The sort of pinnacle of visual effect. Yeah. At the and time. Really, yeah. And and a lot of the visual effects I still think and that's are the great. thing. That, I, I, I that love the way point. bullet time looks. Yeah. yeah. And I think they did a lot of the practical effects extremely well. Mm-hmm. Like the scene uh in the lobby of the building where all of the walls are exploding and everything, I thought held up extremely well because they just blew up a bunch of walls. Yeah. Right? Like any anytime you see old practical effects in movies, like I love well older practical effects in movies. I love how well they've held up and how much they were able to do without so, so, so much green screening. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this movie is held up way better than it deserves to, honestly. Yeah, I think what what surprises me the most about this movie holding up is how the outfits don't take me out of it. Right. How is that possible? That, because like, it's not real. I understand. But they are running around 1999 Chicago or whatever. And New freaking- York. 
Is it New York? I mean, the, the towers are there. Are they? I didn't notice that. Yeah, okay. that's like a whole um, big thing. Ah. But because they're still there in the in the post-apocalyptic hellscape. I knew that was a thing. Yeah, and I was like, but uh, I think I, I think it's it's part New York, part Chicago, right? Like it's it's not real. It's city. It's city. Yeah. Yeah, but you got Carrie Ann Moss wearing like full leather, and at no point shiny the leather whole, too. Like shiny that leather. Is, that coat has a sheen to it. At no point in the whole movie is it like, what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, because it's not real, right? Like, I actually think they did a great job of. Trinity and Neo constantly being the, you know, the deja vu moment. They're the what thing that stands out, right? Like yeah. they are constantly the thing that stands out in the in the Matrix. Oh man. And I think if you do make you, it to, I think if you make it these days, you miss that, honestly. They have them blend in too good. Yeah, you do. Yeah, this, Cause yeah. this movie, this movie could not under any circumstances be made past the year 2010. I don't think it made past 2001. I think I think when you sh like Well, not geopolitically, like just with the with the state of cinema. Right. No, yeah, I agree with you there. But I, yeah, I think the geopolitical conversation is relevant because they call them terrorists, don't they? Yeah. That was a term I had never heard until 2001. Granted, I was seven. Yeah, you were right? seven. So, <laughs> so like maybe I'm missing something there. But like, like, I don't think we referred to Cold War Russia as terrorists. No, but we referred to like the Oklahoma City bombers as terrorists. Yes. Who's the Unabomber? Ted Kaczynski. Right. But like, what is that? Uh, he was, uh, he was a terrorist. I don't know what he did, honestly. I've seen his house. They had it at so the, at the museum. They had his house? Yeah. He lived in like a little tiny shack. And they, they picked it up and brought it to the museum. Yep. Have I told you my sad museum story? Uh, no. So the museum at one point, I don't know when, uh, had an exhibit that my father was in, right? Like there was like a clip of my dad because he had covered sort of been the Virginia Tech massacre in yeah. 2007. Um, when I went to the museum, I don't know if like when I went there, it had already passed or whatever, but they have this big area with like shoebox sized dioramas. They're not shoebox quality. They're extremely high quality, but it's kind of these like shelves with dioramas of all these big uh, news events and literally like everything that you can imagine is there that like is a, you know, hits the national news yeah. and literally it goes from like that would have been April 2000. It goes from like February 2007 and then there's like a we're working on this construction October 2007 like right where the Virginia Tech massacre and that was when I visited. So I didn't, I didn't get to see it. I think that's what his thing was. I don't know for sure. Well, it's definitely not there anymore. The museums are gone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which one. I would love to know what they did with the giant section of Berlin Wall they had there. Or Ted Kaczynski's house. Or Ted Kaczynski's house. But yeah, he blew some people up. Well, I don't like that. That's yeah. awful. Yeah. He was a terrorist. Yeah. Um, yeah, terrorist was, especially pre 9-11, was a very interesting word because it, like, referred to mass murderers, but not, not with guns, usually, and also not serial killers, but also not war. Yeah, you had to, like, you had to, like do, like, a flash mob, but instead of a dance, it was a bomb. Yeah. It, the point is to strike fear, to, to, to win, win by fear, I right. guess. I don't know. Um... I mean, the agents aren't the good guys, right? Like, no, they want to end the world. Here's the thing, though, and and you come across this a lot because people are like, oh, well, you know, the obvious Christian allegory in the Matrix, and like Neo is Jesus, and and yeah, you can look at it like that, and I, uh, but I think this is what is interesting about almost every depiction of every intersection of the hero's tale with Jesus is like Jesus, yes, came back from the dead, right? Like that's his whole story. Yeah, but he would have pardoned the agents. It's not even that. It's like Jesus didn't ride to Rome on a fiery steed and burn that bitch to the ground. <laughs> he just went home. Yeah. He was like, cool, not dead anymore. Also, saved all your souls. Congratulations. But what Neo does, at least if I remember correctly, is burn Rome to the ground. Um, I mean, in this movie, he flies into another man's body. Yeah. And Jesus would not have done that. Explodes him from the inside out. Jesus would not have done that at all. Especially not to Judas. Like, yeah, and then you're thinking like, oh, well, he's an agent. It's like, yeah, well, Jesus wouldn't have killed Peter that way, much less Judas. Uh, although, hey, man, Peter did deny him three times. Right, that's true. But that makes Peter Trinity, right? Like, no, I think Morpheus is Peter. Is Morpheus Peter? This is the problem with the Jesusical, Jesusical allegory is that... It breaks down pretty fast when they forget to codify the rest of the the supporting characters. Yeah. Because, like, Jesus had a pretty big posse that he rode with, and those people have become important Okay, but have you read figures. the original canon? It's like Peter, who was also called Simon, spoke up. And then the next chapter is like, Simon spoke up. 
It's always the same dude speaking up. Sure. But like they don't they point out who's Jesus. They don't point out who is Simon Peter. They don't point I'm out who to is, bet. is I'm willing to bet. Listen, if the Matrix is fan fiction that Jesus and Simon fell in love, I can work with that. If you're selling me that Morpheus is John the Baptist, I can work with that. The problem is 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 Cypher as Judas, right? Like Oh, that's the one I think makes the most sense and works very well. I mean, it works very well, but like he's not, he can't be Judas. Judas is a better character than that. Judas. And and, and maybe the Matrix is the one time this actually works, but like usually, usually they underdevelop the Judas character. Yeah, I actually think Judas here had some pretty clear motivation. We're like in the book, in the Bible, there, it's not like, it's not like the Romans are like, hey, we'll give you 32 pieces of silver and your family back. Yeah. You know, they're just like, we'll just give you the silver. Yeah. Judas really got the 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 bad end of that stick. It's not the best look through time. Yeah. But like, also, he knew it had to be done, right? Like, I don't know. I I'm pretty sure at that point, Judas, uh, Jesus would have gone up to Judas and been like, hey, like like a real Snape and Dumbledore thing. Yeah. Gone up to Judas and been like, hey, J-Man, listen, Um, so people are going to be asking oh. about me. You got to no, hold on. Me this out. is what happens. Hey, J-Man, J-Man, J-Man. Yeah. And you got to give me a big old kiss right in front of all the cops. In front of everybody. Give me a kiss. Pete Davidson as Jesus. That's what I want to see. <laughs> uh, we're really digging into the old, the old, but I've been, religion has come up and I'm not going to, we're not going to get into what you should or should not believe, but religion has been a topic on my mind lately of like, well, I mean, Neo stop Y2K. So you should absolutely believe in Neo. And if Neo is an anagram for God, no, for the one <laughs> and God is an anagram for dog, then dog <coughs> is God. Where is dog? I don't have any dogs in here. I don't either. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to, that was going to be, that was going to play out like Simba. Simba. Our friend's mom just got a dog named Simba. That is true. Sometimes when Pickles is being extra nippy, I hold him up and yell Simba. Well, don't yell it. I say Simba and like hold him over my head. Yeah. Yeah. And is it, he like, is he like, this sucks? No, he does like a, like a motion <laughs> with his front paws. And he just kind of looks at me like, man, he um, got to spend four days at grandma's house this weekend. He loved it and terrorized their other dogs. Oh, poor other dogs. I mean, they, they, one of them had fun, but he's, he's just, you know, he's a handful. What kind of, right? he's a what kind of dogs are they? They're, um, dachshund mini pin mixes. Oh, sick, dude. You use dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the Matrix has you, the, the flash video about the Matrix? Almost definitely not, but <laughs> I think about it all the time. I think about it more than I think about the actual Matrix. Support where like I could quote an embarrassing amount of that, but also every time I watch the Matrix, I'm just struck with how much of the dialogue they actually just used for this Newgrounds Microsoft Flash video. Dude, it's always surprising because the uh, surprising. the whole. The whole spoon conversation takes place word for word in this. <laughs> there is no spoon. There is no spoon. Except, I mean, it's a it's a much sillier voice, but yeah, it's like the grunts. Like there is no spoon. Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, the same thing with with freaking. There's something about Halo Two where they're like changing it from warts to yeah. English. Like <laughs> yeah. that happens in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the architect is the like Woody doll with a pull string. It's like I created the Matrix. Concordantly, the problem is choice. <laughs> we do get a peek at some greater Matrix lore watching the Matrix, which I think no, is cool. No, you don't say. <laughs> Well, it's one of those things where, like, I think if they were like, hey, we're going to make this movie and we're going to do this thing. I really like the world building they've got going on right here. I think it's it's funky, fresh and free. But a lot I think of times they do a fantastic. I did want to say this. I think they do a fantastic job of introducing the premise and like sucking you into this movie without yeah. like naming really any characters. You're like, you don't you don't care about who Trinity is. Right. But she's like cool enough at the very beginning that you're like, I wait, I get it, man. This girl's something else. I don't know. I just think they do a really good job of introducing the movie. The first like first 20 minutes of it sells me. Here's my thing about this whole entire movie. Trinity and Neo fell in love. When? When? <laughs> when? Because <laughs> he was asleep for most of it. That's what I'm saying. It's like anytime he's not in, he's out. Right. Ugh. Well, and he's like, he like snaps long enough to to grow hair what is she just sitting there like oh neo my my handsome man my handsome muscly man you know the oracle said I'd i mean to be fair listen you. if you are trinity and you are at least 
semi uh, into men and you're on the boat, the ship with those, that group of people, you know, cause you can't, you can't go for Tanker Dozer, right? Because then like, then the other one would be upset. You can't go for Morpheus cause he's basically your dad and you got no other choices. What about the woman in the red dress? Well, she's not real. No, but I think I think the woman, the, the woman in the red dress. Look, either the world is real or the Matrix is real. The woman in the red dress is for sure not real. She takes place <laughs> in the construct. Yeah, she is in the metaverse. She is simulation. Yeah. That being said, um, Mouse is a weird character to include. Mouse together. is a weird character to include. Yeah, absolutely. He has no no bearing on the movie whatsoever. He dies. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh. And if it was like, because it was clearly an emotional moment for for Tank, but like, because you see him being like, no, like we couldn't save him. But we never come back to that, right? Like then we don't we don't get out of the Matrix, and Trinity is like, I'm sorry, Tank. There's nothing you could do because everything else goes to hell before they get everybody out. Like a bunch of people die, mm-hmm. um, including Dozer. So like, I don't really know what his death achieves. Like he does not obey the Chekhov's gun principle at all. No, I guess the only thing is like, oh, by the way, the agents will kill you. But it's like, because he's the only so one that, many that, other people. He had to unplug no, a couple one, people. That's the only one that an agent kills. I know, but like what I'm saying is they could have killed Apoc or Switch. Right, right. Right, like we didn't need to watch, uh, you know, we didn't need to watch uh, John Leguizamo kill, like pull the plug out of multiple people, right? Like we get the point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's something I'm missing when they go to Zion and, you know, Neo has to talk to Mouse's dad or whatever. Does that happen? I don't know. I, I If you think I remember what happens in either of the sequels, you're sorely mistaken. I remember I know, I a big the, party. Yeah, I think the second one, like, rolls out and it's like 25 minutes of party. Yeah, there's 25 minutes of rave. <laughs> and then and then Neo said, goes back in the on. Matrix and everybody is Smith. Yes. Like, there are Let no other you, agents anymore. Let me ask you a question, Ethan. Because he is the virus. He's literally um, a computer virus. He's an agent. No, yeah, but he's like an agent that, within the agents, right? He's, he is. No, yeah. So that's the thing is like, uh, like you got to remember Morpheus is explaining World of Warcraft. Yeah. You, like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you're plugging into a video game. Right. Cypher has a point for sure about it is just as real for everybody that lives in it. Oh yeah. Right. Like, like, and I guess that's sort of the thing is I don't, and you know, it's definitely one of those cases of like the humans have to be free because they have to be free, right? Like freedom is the most important thing. Um, but is there freedom? There's an oracle. Well, yeah, and that and that's the thing is like the problem is choice, right? They have to be able to make their own choices, right? And even Morpheus gets Neo there with the with like because that's not choice, right? You can't go take the blue pill and everything will go back to normal, but you're still being hunted. Right. Take the yeah, red pill and it might be better. I don't know. I'll try. Yeah, right. And then and then he's like, oh, and by the way, you can't ever go back after the fact. Well, uh, yeah, because you can't forget. Right. But like, it's not like he led with that, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Morpheus, as far as like telling homeboy what's going on, not the best. Not the best. No. He's like, I can't explain it to you. I can only show it. And it's like, you could have explained it a little bit. You could have explained it at all. Yeah. Instead of being like, you are a Duracell battery. Check this out, baby. Yeah. It's like, what? What is going on? What is going on? Here's the biggest surprise for me about The Matrix and about the way this movie is aged. You know that scene where Neo gets to his desk and the, the delivery man shows up immediately and gives him a package with a phone in it? Yeah. The FedEx logo has not changed at all. No. Like, if Neo had to go get that that phone out of a drink machine... We've been on like the 75th Pepsi iteration since 1999. Yeah. But the FedEx logo has not changed at all. They're not investing in marketing. They're investing in getting you there. Okay. That's true. It is a good logo. It's got the arrow in it. Yeah. And I think they were like, well, Tom Hanks did that Castaway movie and didn't even ask us. So we'll just leave it. No, I don't think that's true. No, it is. They didn't say anything to FedEx. Really? Yeah. They just like did it. I mean, they must have said like, hey, I need boxes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you could go to like a FedEx Kinkos to get that. Kinkos. <laughs> now it's just the FedEx store. Now, yeah, now they, they, they did away with Kinkos. You know, John Kinko, when he sold it, was like, wow, FedEx Kinkos. That's going to look great for years. Everybody will call it that. No partner's desk. One desk. One partner. The bank casino. FedEx Kinkos. <laughs> yeah. John Kinkos over there like, you shook. Who's who? Who's the Sinatra of logistics? <laughs> You shook Bezos' hand. You shook the Postmaster General's hand. There's a code among men who shook Jeff Bezos' hand. 
Ruben, uh, Ruben. I want to ask you, is Carrie Ann Moss's name a Mandela effect? Has that always been her name? It has always been her name. Are you sure? Positive. Is there any chance that in my mind, she just is Trinity and always has been? Um, I mean, I guess, but like, that's her name. Is she in other stuff? I think so. I saw her in, in something. She's in Memento. Uh, she's in the, this kind of stuff. Disturbia. The Chum Scrubber. <laughs> You can't just say words like that to me. She's in the Trum Scrubber, Chum Scrubber with Ray Fines and Jamie Bell. <laughs> she was in uh, Jessica Jones for four years. That show was on for four years. Apparently, yeah, she I plays Jerry up. Hogarth in that uh, that universe. Uh, so let me ask you this, Ethan. Very early on in the movie. Um, Trinity tells Neo via the computer to follow the white rabbit, which I thought was going to be like, I remember when I first saw this movie very distinctly being like, that is going to be a line that sticks. Follow the white rabbit. Uh, apparently it's from Alice in Wonderland. Um, yeah, it, it is. It was, it's what we yeah. call a reference in the business. Yeah. But I thought people were going to reference that back to the matrix my whole life. Anyway, they go to a club where Rob Zombie is playing. Yeah, Dragula open parentheses club mix close parentheses. Yeah, my great entire, song by the way. Yeah, it's a banger. I've always loved that song. My entire life up until this very minute, I've assumed that when you say you're playing in bars, that's the bar you're playing. That's in. the bar? Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we usually don't play in like like nightclubs. Usually or never. We don't play in play well we uh, Halfway to Peabody's. No, 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 no. Grungier, darker, grosser than Peabody's. I mean, like... Oh, I guess I've never been to Peabody's. I'm thinking of Lucky's. Yeah, no. Um, but Peabody's for sure isn't like black leather. <laughs> black leather on people who wear black... You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's like black leather on preppy girls. Yeah, it's not like... It's not... We don't play that type of music is the thing. We're not DJs, right? Like, we're not playing Scotty Doesn't Know Euro Club Mix. We're playing Scotty Doesn't Know regular version. <laughs> Sans Matt Damon. Sans Matt Damon, yeah. Do you think Matt Damon would come play a show with you? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I think he's probably busy. And if he's not if, busy, he has earned his not busyness. If you are freaking the lead singer of Lustra and you're sitting there like, wow, they're going to put our, our song in this movie. Like they asked us to play this song. We flew out here. We're doing the thing. And everybody and gets like, to be in it except me because I've been <laughs> replaced Damon. by Matt Damon. <laughs> Who's not even singing. It's my voice. <laughs> and for some reason, he's a skinhead. <laughs> And I don't get to make out with Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next week, I'm thinking X. Euro trip. Euro trip. That's the movie I refuse to revisit. That's what I don't want to tell the <laughs> listeners to watch. Simply refuse to revisit that because I'm sure that it is bad and racist. <laughs> and and not good in many ways. Not good in many ways. <laughs> you made out with your sister, dude. <laughs> It's this, who is the uh, Fred Armisen is the yeah. creepy guy on the, uh, the Muscusi, tunnels. Muscusi. Muscusi, Muscusi. <laughs> Muscusi. I mean, the whole premise is that she, that he thinks she's a dude and is upset about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> Mika. Oh, man. Classic. Next week on Bacon and Eggs, the chum scrubber. <laughs> no, I don't even want to know what it's about. 37 tomatometer. I'll tell you what though, like when you get this whole the whole scene with um with Choi buying the disc from Neo and then him and DeJour and Neo going to the nightclub, like that's not how movies work. That is bad plot development. Why do you say that? Because like that whole scene in Neo's life is like it sets up the wrong movie. What that like I do like the assertion that mini discs were like digital drugs. Yeah. But, like, that, we don't get that movie, right? Like, because he's not part of that undergrad. He's not part of that world. Well, he is. He's, he's, I think what you're seeing there is, is. What I'm seeing there is a whole scene from a different movie. No, you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing Walter White, like, go where the meth heads hang out. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about content wise. I'm talking about like that scene is not the matrix. <laughs> like correct. That is a scene about a move about a hacker that takes down 
a digital drug empire. Yeah, they've got the line in there where he's like, if anybody sees you. Yeah, I get it. You don't exist. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And like Choi and DuJour aren't even at the club, right? They never show back up. Those are some, my mom wouldn't have wanted me to hang out with them. But there could have been, a. there's a million other ways for Trinity and Neo to meet and Neo to be late to work, right? Like there's a million other ways. I think you could have just skipped him, give like, you. Could, yeah, you could have but, said but follow it, the white the rabbit. The only purpose is to set up that, that like, you know, you feel pretty uh, Wonderland down here, Alice line that Morpheus says. Yeah. But I think you very easily could have skipped them at the door entirely. It just been like, this is Neo doing some hacking and putting stuff on a mini disc and then putting it in a carved out Bible. And then this is Neo at the club. Yeah. Like you don't need anybody to show up at his door. Yeah. <laughs> so their names are Bok Choi and DuJour. Yeah. Like food. What do you think DuJour means? The day. Yeah. But it's like soup DuJour. Well, yeah, but it just means of the day. Like I know, but like the other guy's name is Choi. Yeah. Like T is in Go Wildcats. What? Choi sounds like Troy. Oh. But like I, the problem is I want to watch the movie that follows that scene, right? I want to watch the movie that, that has a scene that actually takes place in that club. I want, yeah. So I want to see the movie. I want to see a little bit more development on Neo to find out why is he seeking Morpheus and is he this sort of digital pirate in a good way? Um, yeah, I know. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And the problem is that that is not really the point of the movie. <laughs> no, but it, it kind of is. Like when Smith first sits him down and takes his mouth away, he's like, during the day, you're Thomas Anderson. You do this, that, and the third. During the night... You've broken every web law we have a law for. But the point you is, know, it's like, the point is solely that he is asking the question, right? Yes. Like anybody who becomes self-aware enough to ask the question, that's all they need. To look for the answer is all they need. Correct. They're not looking for Morpheus, they're looking for an answer. So like right. why Neo is doing that doesn't really matter because like he was always going to do that, right? Right. But I mean, aren't you a little bit interested to know if like the laws Neo was breaking was... No, I'm very interested like to know that. That's what I'm saying is like they make that part of Neo's life too interesting to just swoop away with it yeah well i also th so maybe it's because in 1998 when they were writing this movie there was no concept for like what can you even hack do you know what i mean yeah like like now neo I mean, there would was be, people had gone to jail for like phone freaking right but now neo would be wiping out not somebody's student loans neo would be wiping out like all student loans yeah you know what i mean yeah He's not Ferris Bueller. He's, right. you know, he's V. Right. Um, yeah, and they have that, first of all, when he says, you're Trinity who took down the IRS D-base, I wanted to kill him. I was like, shut up, nerd. Like, it's just as easy to say database. Yeah, but they didn't know, man. Like, it's not the same amount of syllables, but it's the same amount of, like, time that it takes you to get through that word. Yeah, but this was back in the day, bro. <laughs> this, there was no... Also, what did she do? To the IRS base. <laughs> Did she just delete taxes? Like, <laughs> or was it one of those just like hacker things that was like, I'm in. Here's proof. Here's I can do proof. it. I did it. I can do it. I took can it down. Do it? I, I took it down. That, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? What are you taking down? Also, could somebody do that today? What, and get rid of taxes? Yeah, dude. Just like delete the IRS for a couple days. That'd be hilarious. I think it would be catastrophic on a global scale. Nah, I'd be fine. Being honest with you. They'd be fine. It's not like they do anything at this part of the year. Well, we're getting close. We're like three days away. No, we're not. We're, before f we're four months away. Well, I mean, from the end of filing... You can file, I think. On My, the the point I'm making is that like they don't have a job until people start, f start filing because they don't do their job. Their only job can and should be tell you how much taxes you owe. Ethan, then how would TurboTax make money? They shouldn't make money. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Intuit, Ethan? How would they make money? I don't care. Also, doesn't Intuit own Quicken? And Quicken owns like banks? Oh, it's all, it all goes back to Intuit, yeah. Yeah, go back in time and punch J.P. Morgan in the face. Uh, there is a throwaway line in this movie. Hey, get closer to your microphone. There's a throwaway line in this movie where um, it happens in Hawkeye, and I'm thinking of that, so don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be 100% honest with you. I watched Hawkeye last Thursday, so you might have to remind me of things that happened in Hawkeye when we record that. I watched it just now. Just, just now. I watched it last Thursday. Um... Let me ask you this, Ethan. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Did you have a good Christmas? I certainly did. Tell me about I it. I got this shirt. I uh, well, that's lovely. Every time though, every time you show me that, just like the way the camera works, I'm like, oh god, there's something wrong with the shirt. And then I'm like, oh no, elbow patch. No, elbow patch. Yep, elbow patch. 
Got this shirt. What else did I get? Um, I got a skateboard. You got a skateboard? I got a skateboard with what? a mudkip on it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Like one of the decorator skateboards. Yeah, well, I guess technically, are they skateboards? It came with longboard wheels. Uh, hey, Tyler. Yeah. You're 29. So? So it's a skateboard. Just... <laughs> you're beyond the point where you're going to distinguish that. Yeah. Um, I do want to ride it. I do want to get some better bearings and ride it. Can I do that? Is it allowed? I mean, yeah, it's allowed. You might hurt it. I don't think I'll hurt it. I am I am chonkier than when I last went longboarding. So, I mean, if I just go to the Greenway, are you allowed to ride skateboards on the Greenway? Yeah. Yeah, if I just go to the Greenway and just like host, Just cruise. Just cruise, do a little bit you of- will, You will rapidly discover that- Not even that it's hard, just that like Newport News was a lot flatter than you gave it credit for. <laughs> I believe that. Of like, you feel like the Greenway is flat. It's not. There it's are, not that flat. Yeah. <laughs> and when you go downhill, you go fast. You go fast. Yeah. Yeah. And when you go uphill, you go nowhere. You go nowhere. Gravity. Gravity. Um, I just had a flash of Will Wheaton from the Ready Player One audiobook going, Verb, you're what's happening. Verb. Um, how was Finn and Olivia's Christmas? It's great. Olivia got a scooter. Which got is a scooter. Like a yeah, like a Razor scooter. Uh, not Razor. No, it's got Minnie Mouse on it. Um, okay, but, but like that. Like, yeah, like that sort of that style. concept. It's got three wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Oh, it's got um, three wheels. Yeah. That's a tricycle. Tri no. Well, it's uh, not a cycle, so it's so a tri. Like a truder. Yeah. That sounds like a dirty word. When is she gonna get one of those Strider bikes? She has one. She was. She had one when she was born. I didn't know that. Yep. We've never pulled it out, though, um, mostly because I think there's going to be some assembly required, and that is a barrier I, I simply cannot get over. Sure you can. <laughs> I know I can, because I built a skateboard today, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's the story on that. What else did my children get? A lot of clothes. Um, I think Olivia got like a magic wand. That was good. Does she like know? Does no. she get Christmas like more than she did last year? Uh, she doesn't quite have like a concept of Santa or anything yet. Okay. Um, but she does know like open presents. Okay. And and she gets sidetracked pretty quick. She opens one that she like likes or wants to play with, and she's like, "We're done. I have that, what that's, I want. That's it." <laughs> and uh, th that present was for George this year, which is her cousin. So. Oh no! Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! What did George get that she wanted? It was like a little, I think it was Paw Patrol, but it was like a little, uh... Man, fuck Paw Patrol. I mean, okay. It was a little steering wheel, and then if you turned the steering wheel, it was like, it was, I mean, it was a nice little, like, wooden thing. But if you turn the steering wheel, there was a little car on a track that was spinning. <coughs> That's cool. And you turn the steering wheel to, like, stay on the track. It was really cool. Um, I don't think she understood how it worked, but I did, and I thought it was very neat. <laughs> I think she just liked turning the steering wheel. <laughs> I know I've I've played with several of her toys before and been like I am more entertained by this than you've probably ever been. She did get uh, the one that she was really excited about. She got these little like uh, I don't know what they're called, but they're little magnet blocks that you can like. They're like squares and triangles, and you can like build stuff out of them. Oh, neat! Uh, she likes that, and she's learning like new words every day, which is stressful. Like, why is that stressful? Because. Now she like says stuff like full sentences and uh, I mean we're like well yeah I mean like not yeah. grammatically but like she can like make a, a complex thought oh yeah she'd be like uh daddy get baby bubble bath me facts yeah facts dude <laughs> I also want a bubble bath <laughs> yeah but I don't get to take a bubble bath I get to bathe my children which is fine I, it's fun um, I mean, you could take a bubble bath, except you can't because you decided to buy a house that has a shower in the master. I mean, I I do all of my showering in the guest bathroom. Do you really? Uh, I'd say I'm That's at like sixty percent right now. I think this is probably the biggest thing I did for Christmas. I got a new shirt um, from a band called Brand Brand called Vuori. Um, and I already owned sweatpants from them. And I think I officially decided that like for the next 12 months when I buy clothes, it's exclusively going to be through this company. I have seen their sweatpants advertised to me. They are the most comfortable clothes I've ever owned. Okay. See if they'll sponsor us. Uh, they, I know that they have like a, um, an affiliate program, so we can, we can look into that. Um, I mean, we can also look into the, you know, they pay us. Thing. We don't really make their kind of content. Yeah. We're not uh, like an activeness fitness driven be. podcast. Get getting into 2022, get fit, get yoked with bacon and eggs, get yoked with bacon and eggs, man. I was like, maybe I'll buy some of these sweatpants. That's a lot of money for sweatpants. No. Yeah. So what I think Are I they decided worth it? Are is they worth, like it? worth every penny. Okay. Cool. Um, That's all I needed. But I think what I've decided is like I'm just gonna stop buying as much stuff. You got the just performance like, joggers. Um, that... I'll find out exactly which okay. ones I have. I think that's. I think they sell them at Fleet Feet. If you want to go 
like try them on. Oh, okay. I, I don't even have any desire to try them on. I just want to buy them and not have to have them shipped to me. Yeah, yeah, you can do that too. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think I want to move to like uh, I wear I wear these clothes. You know what I mean? The capsule wardrobe thing. The capsule wardrobe. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think I can like get it down to like I have a button up shirt. I like. I'm just not that person. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I have. But like, I've I had also in 2022 thought about the idea of like I have a Monday fit and a Tuesday fit and a Wednesday fit and a Thursday fit and a Friday fit and that's it. Well, no, just like and that's what I wear. Like just seeing how it works for me. Uh huh. So something. I this is actually my biggest New Year's resolution. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm gonna no longer be surprised by Virginia weather. Just gonna take it as it comes. Play it as I'm it lies. I'm just gonna just yeah. I'm just gonna like. There's no freaking every freaking year. I'm like, wow, pretty fucking warm on Christmas. Shut up, Tyler. Well, because it's not it's not every year though, because last year it literally snowed. Right, but like it doesn't matter. Like, oh, oh, it's pretty cold on Halloween, pretty warm on Halloween. It is what it is. Sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's hot, and it can be for any reason, any time of year. I guarantee you, come like February, it'll be like, oh well, we got a hurricane over on the coast because you do these February hurricanes. February Don't you know hurricanes. About- don't you know about February hurricanes? And I'll be like, you know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> the by problem this is, anymore. you can you can decide all you want not to be surprised by Virginia weather, but the the object permanence that we as humans have over weather is too great for Virginia. Because like, if it's 60 today, you'll wake up in the morning and your brain will assume it's going to be 60 tomorrow when it could yeah. be 11. Yeah, and you could walk outside and have it be 11 degrees, and you're wearing like pajama pants and a tank top. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, dogs, please pee faster because it's cold. It's cold. Because I've had this happen when I was dog sitting for you where like I woke up at whatever time Sawyer wakes up and just like slapped on whatever clothes I had previously the night before when I took him out and woke up and stepped out onto the back porch at your old house and was like, ah, concrete cold, concrete cold, concrete cold. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous because we're just not going to be surprised by it anymore. I've I've spent years. I've lived in this town. Post-college. That means you're going to have to be one of those guys that like wakes up in the morning. And you're like, mm, good morning, Alexa. What's the temperature? I've been doing that for two years now. Every day? Just about. Yeah. Why? So I have to go to the office. Okay, but like you live in Virginia. Exactly. You're supposed to go outside and be mad about whatever weather it is. I just God. I'm just not going to be surprised anymore. Why don't you just move to somewhere? Like with consistent weather, like New York or something. I I don't think I could do that because if I moved to New York, well, I think you could do, it sounds like Virginia doesn't need you anymore. I'd move to New York. You're not participating. It would, it would snow, and I would be like, oh man, I'm not really good at driving. You're going to need snow. to turn your cardinal in at the DMV as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not really good at driving in the snow and my car is not equipped for it. I've got the front wheel drive. Oh, you can't drive in the snow. I've been driving in the snow since I was four years old. You know, uh, where we're <laughs> from, everybody just knows how to drive in the snow. And I'd be like, well, actually, I mean, you guys really have the infrastructure for it. You have salt and you have trucks and like, and it's also part of your culture. So it's a really normal for you to know how to drive in the snow. Where I'm from, we get a bad snow like once every three or four years and and you just don't go. Like you just, the town just shuts down. It's like, oh, so you live in like Florida. And it's like, no, I live in Virginia, but it's not like what you think. You know, like, I mean, we're not like a, like a hot weather state. Like I, I get snow. I understand the concept, right? But we're also not like- we just don't drive effects. in it. Right. I also, like, yeah, like, so it's not like I'm like, oh, I've never seen snow before. Like, I definitely have. I hate this conversation. I hate this I conversation. I can drive pretty confidently in the snow, but I can drive pretty conf- confidently in the snow only because everybody else just stays home. Yeah. I don't want to be going to, like, like work in the Buffalo snows. If it snows here, I can get from my house to Kroger. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. <coughs> also, I don't like it when Midwest people are saying things like ranch is our brand. Shut up. Ranch is everybody's brand. Everybody likes ranch. You can't just say, oh, delicious food is our thing. Everybody likes delicious food. Shut up. Such a Midwestern problem. It's not a Midwestern problem. It's delicious. Everybody likes ranch. There's no problem here. Yeah, but the Midwest doesn't have anything else to identify themselves by. So they're just clinging to random crap. Ah, uh, they could, man. Cincinnati Reds? Mid. Mid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Somebody Cincinnati told me- Reds and Halloween. Somebody told me to get into the Denver Nuggets. I was talking about how I wanted to get into basketball. Um, And I was like, man, that's a team I could give my whole life and soul to. Why? Tell me why. And well, that's what I said. I said, tell me why the Denver Nuggets. And they didn't respond. So I think that means they're out. I think you should you should give it all to the Portland Trailblazers. So the Trailblazers are not on my list simply because of their uh, logo is is stupid. Oh, I like their Um, logo. They got Damian Lillard. See, now now we're talking. They Um, have one superstar. 
You got to have at least one superstar on the team. The Denver Nuggets, they got, what, Nikola Jokic? They don't have a superstar. So I've narrowed it down a little bit. Nuggets aren't really on my list. Um, Bucks are the highest on my list, but what's pulling them down is that, like, if you can't, I you end can't up decide a Bucks to be a Bucks fan, fan this year. You can't decide to be a Bucks fan this year. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, I like the Hawks. I've always liked the Hawks. But they're Atlanta. Matt Ryan plays in Atlanta, and I, I have a hard time separating that feeling, you know? Um, the Wizards, obviously, because they're Washington. Um, yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a bad time like, for you, buddy. God, I know, right? Like that team's God. got nobody, probably. The Grizzlies um, should be like a Brooklyn idea. Nets fan. So, like the Brooklyn Nets, that's an easy choice. Um, I'd say they're on my list. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's a tough choice. And then, like, if I go to Kyle, my brother-in-law, who's like an actual basketball fan, and his Instagram handle is Kditto Bulls. He'll be like, you should just be a Bulls fan. And Kyle's compelling. Kyle's a big Michigan fan in foot in, in NCAA football. I would say I'm kind of a Michigan fan now. Ew. I know. That's what I said. But he's just so excited. When they win, he's happy. And and when he's happy, I'm happy. I would rather be an Ohio State fan. Oh God, no. They at least have the cool marching band. Bama has a cool band. Yeah. Roll tide, baby. But they don't do the the thing. The O H I O thing. Yeah. I just uh Ohio. Somebody came up to me and was like, Tyler, let me tell you about the Cleveland Cavaliers or your team. No, like, oh they're not. God, they're not my they're team. They're not. Um, you should be a Miami Heat fan, man. I know. That's what the I was Heat's cool. Like, the Heat? Miami Heat's cool. Heat's they do cool. Those, they do those Vice City jerseys every year. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Golden State's cool. Lakers are obviously cool. Lakers are too cool. You can't be a Lakers fan. Uh, that's like being a Cowboys fan or a Yankees fan. You know, It just doesn't count. Yeah, the the NBA is a league that I've never seen a point in allowing myself with the team in literally any way. Because the players don't. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's about the players. Right. And like James Harden doesn't care about Houston because he's not even there anymore. No, he plays in Brooklyn. I know. That's what I'm saying. I do like James Harden, man. I do too. Although isn't like the whole league like conspiring against him? Wasn't his yeah. thing that he he could cause fouls and now they're just not doing it anymore? I don't know. I, I, basketball. See, the problem is everything I know about the NBA is from playing 2K. So I don't like well, I don't watch actual basketball. Like so I don't know what <laughs> happens in the actual NBA. I just know like players and stuff. Yeah. Where are we? What are we talking about? The Matrix. Well, I know, but where are we in that discussion? Oh, I don't know. There was some basketball player that used to be called the Matrix. Yeah? I think so. Sean Marion. They used to call the Matrix. Why would they do that? I don't know. Okay. That was a cool. nickname they gave him, uh, that the press gave him, like the, the announcers. They were like, and here comes Sean Marion, the Matrix, baby. Yep. Coming out to shoot three by threes. That's a Matrix in mathematics joke. Playing for the Phoenix Cypher. Suns, the Miami Heat, the Toronto Raptors, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Joe Pantanillo, whatever his name is. Pantoliano. Pantoliano. Joey Pants. Plays, Joey Pants. <laughs> We've made this joke before. Uh, they play Cypher in this movie. Very Bill Burr energy. Um, very bad actor. Yeah. He was great as Bruno in Encanto. That was not the same dude. Yeah, it was. No, it was John Leguizamo. I know. I got him mixed up. Yeah, because earlier you said John Leguizamo, and I was like, I was not John Leguizamo. I didn't say John Leguizamo earlier. You said something earlier. No, I didn't. You said Joe Pesci or something. No, I didn't. What if Joe Pesci was in the Matrix? As who? As as Neo. As Neo? <laughs> you think I'm the one? <laughs> you think I'm, I'm not the one? You're the one. Yeah, I'm funny. Funny like a virus? They fuck you in the drive-thru. There's only one other species of creature on your planet. I love listening to, to him talk, man. Hugo Weaving? Just the way he delivers those lines. You don't think at one, on one take, Hugo Weaving was like, Morpheus, the ring cannot stay here. I don't think they had started filming those yet. The ring cannot stay in Rivendell, Morpheus. I, the real thing is, do you think in one take he was just like, it came when I tried to classify your species. You see, you're not actually mammals. And just like said it at normal speed. <laughs> the problem came when I tried to classify your species. You see, you're not actually mammals. He does the Dr. Palmer thing a lot. Palmer. Not actually mammals. You're not actually Dr. Palmer. The problem is, is the, there's no way to imitate him in this movie without diving straight into like a McConaughey. Mm. Not you're not actually lambs. Uh, uh, so 
this is a cool movie, man. What do you think about the... Are you going to see the new one? Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen the third one, so I might need to go on HBO Max, uh, promo code BACON. That's watch. not a thing. It's not a thing. Watch the first three, and then maybe the... Well, you just watch the first one. Oh, yeah, but then... I think I've seen the second one. If I haven't seen the second one, I have seen a rendition of that fight with the pole, but everybody is Mario and Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Your predecessor had much more respect. That was a noise. That was Who's a noise that? that your microphone was not happy about. <laughs> Who's that? Where's Ethan? Hi, Olivia. She can't hear me. No. Do you want to hear Ethan? She got a haircut? Hi, Olivia. Oh, that's okay. Did she get a haircut? Nope. Uh-oh. It's just straight right now. Did you straighten it? No. No. She just took a nap after her shower, and when she woke up, it was straight. No. It's still curled at the ends. What a bean. What a bean. Look at her bluey dress. She's a pretty big bean now. I know. Hi. Can you wave? She's so precious. Look, can you wave? Hi. Hi. Hi, Olivia. Oh, precious thing. She's so sweet. Some cool kids you got, man. Thanks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is she, Dr. Robotnik? <laughs> I'll get you, Sonic. <laughs> what is that remote for? I have puck lights up there. Ah. It turns them on. But they're puck. dead. Puck lights. Uh-oh. Puck lights. Puck iPad lights. dead. Olivia, iPad dead. Sorry. Um, come I'm retrieve white. her. Hey, go listen to your mother. Go listen to your mother. <laughs> Come on, let's go listen to mommy. Mama. <laughs> yes. oh, that kid is so cute. She is a precious bean. You can't hear me. I can. Oh, okay. Ah, she's so freaking sweet. She is something else, man. Uh, How's Finster? He's so... Oh, man, him and I have been bonding a lot lately. Nice. We've just been hanging out. Just, just been me and vibing? Finn. Like, just dude, daddy and just, son vibe time? We just, yeah. So like in the middle of the night, he'll wake up crying and I'll be like, mm, not a vibe. But then I'll go into his room and hold him and just cuddle with him until he passes out. And then I'll play Art of War for like 15 minutes while he's asleep. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting to a point where I'm not upgrading fast enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. Now I know. We're like... I buy as many troops as I can or as high a level as I can. And it's just not just enough, man. It just doesn't do anything. <laughs> I have whole days where I like, I can't win an arena battle. Oh, the arena upsets me endlessly. Yeah, I'll be on a hot streak and then I'll lose 15 in a row. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Uh, listeners, right, if you don't know what we're talking about, go play Art of War. You, there is no promo code. There is no. Don't clan. buy anything. Please don't buy anything from them. Their prices are outrageous. Their their prices are completely outrageous. It is absolutely playable. Man, I saw. I played this. I played this game the other day. It was like one of those blockbuster games where you bust some blocks. Uh huh. Right. And I was like, oh, this, I'm having fun with this game. I wonder what the no ad price is. $14.99. Uh-uh. $14.99 for no ads. I was like, I deleted it immediately. I was like, no. I They get me from time to time. You know, I love a good time waster game. And it sure. gets me off TikTok. But I'm not paying $14.99 for no ads in a game. No. But I you do usually pay. If it's $2.99, I usually pay. If it's $2.99, I'll pay. If, I've, if I play the game for, for several hours. Yeah. Although sometimes I'll play three rounds and decide that I want to play it for several hours and I will spend $3. And and not play it for several hours. No, I will play it for several hours at that point. Oh yeah, um, I'm ready to rap on on old on Matrix. El Matrix. El Matrix. So what I love about the listener score for this movie is that our buddy James Swindell, who's been on this podcast a couple times, has been asking us to review this movie for a long time. Yeah. And like he got so excited when you posted about it, and then he didn't give it a score. I think you could throw a hundo on there for Jimbo. I'm not going to do that because I already got the number. Okay. I guess I can hang on. I can re-multiply. James has been begging for this one for a long time, and um, I like this movie. I, I mean, I like that this movie exists as part of, like, the movie discussion. I like that it's, like, sort well, of, like... Yeah, this, the MCU would not exist without this movie, so... No, I know, but, like, even this, like... When you start talking to people who like movies, one of the movies you inevitably talk about is The Matrix. Right. And you could feel good about talking to it with movie people in ways that you can't talk about, like, The Boondock Saints. Yes. Yes. Because it and holds I, I, up beyond just being a dude bro movie, but it's still kind of a dude bro movie. Yeah. I really like it. I like that it exists. I The world is better. Uh, the world is better for having The Matrix. Um, that being said, Bacon and Eggs listeners gave it an 83 out of 
100. All right, that's higher than I expected. There were a couple stinker scores in there, man. A couple people didn't like this movie. A couple people liked it a lot. You know, it's so, so it goes. Such is well, the way of the world. Interesting Bacon and Eggs listeners gave it that because uh, that is also what Bacon and Eggs, the algorithm gives it an 82.6, which rounds up to an 83. Um, Where's that put it in the old listo? Puts it below White Christmas and above Dune. Okay. I enjoyed this more than Dune. I don't remember Dune at all. I remember Oscar Isaac and bagpipes. I remember Zendaya. That's okay. But n- yeah, I mean, I liked that part of the movie. Oh, sure. I didn't. Oh, I just like Zendaya. I mean, I mean, that's fair, but like she, yeah, they needed to pick a less recognizable face for that part. Yeah, I can, I can jive with that answer. Um, so that's the big and next score. 82.6 puts it like number six overall in the year. We're getting right on into it. Getting right on into it. Next, this is the last episode for uh, 2021. Yeah. Which is wild. Um, anyway, Bacon and Eggs listeners, thank you for giving us a great 2021. Um, we hope to see you here and listen and hear you here. Well, not hear you. We hope that you see and listen to us in 2022 and join our Discord and join our Facebook group and give us your opinions and talk about uh, movies with us. We love you and thank you so much for everything. Um, Bacon Eggs production of WBNE Podcast Network. For more great podcasts like this one and the one you're listening to, you can go to WBNE.org or search for any of our great shows wherever podcasts can be found. And specific highlight this week, Tyler, who do we want to highlight this week? Curly Critics. Yeah, they're film people. They talk about movies and stuff in ways that we don't talk about. So listen to Curly Critics uh, with Jaden Carey as they talk about movies and books and musicals and all kinds of fun stuff. And there's a preview for that right here. Hi, I'm Curly and she's Critic and we're the... No, wait, our introduction goes like this. I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and we review pop culture every week. Check us out as we review New Girl. The Narnia movies. And coming very soon, Harry Potter. New episodes out every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts or on WBNE.org. And don't forget, beavers aren't real. Our graphics are by Vaishon Brandon, Vaishon Designs on Instagram, and our music is by Andrew Scott Bell, andrewscottbellmusic.com. For those links are in the description, as well as our social media handles for bacon and eggs, and a way to join the Facebook group. On behalf of Tyler Carlin, my name is Ethan Hill, and until next week, Arrivederci. Until sorry, until next year, Arrivederci. Agent Smith. <laughs>